Ta-da. Okay. Bonus. Bonus. Da-da-da, you win. Not really. Lose, technically. Who starts? I don't know. <laughs> you. It's, it's just a bonus episode. Yeah, so. but we're still going in order. No, but it doesn't count. This is like a, we can just start. Do we have to like do the whole intro thing? Welcome to Salem the Podcast. We are your hosts and favorite Salem tour guides. My name is Jeffrey Lilly. And I'm Sarah Black. And today we've got a little bit of bonus content for you. Indeed. Um, so not really, I don't know, intentional. Yeah, I don't think either of us planned to cover any day-to-day happenings of Salem. Right, we're not trying to be like a news source or a political commentary or... Anything along those lines. But sometimes when you live in a city like this, things happen and then it gets picked up by everybody. By everybody. So you may or may not have heard that recently, just this past week, the Samantha statue was defaced, vandalized, covered um, in red paint. Yeah. Uh, looked like spray paint, pretty much her whole from her waist. Up her arms and her face had yeah. been had been uh, spray painted. Um, it generated controversy, a ton of conversations in yeah. town. Um, so was, actually, you were right there immediately so it was, after it happened. It was very quickly picked up uh, by just some local people, right? So if you're familiar with Salem, we have a pretty good and networks the wrong word. Um, it's a small town. It's a small town. So people like Salem Digest or the Black Hat Society or the Salem News, they're all really right, literally sometimes in the thick of it. And you can just see these things. And people are pretty good at letting other people know what's going on. And I happen to be downtown and I happen to look at my phone. I was leaving uh, just a shop and I saw the Samantha statue was red and I was like, oh, you know, I, what, what the heck? So what time did you think, do you think you got there? 6.05. Paint was probably still a little uh, it wet. Was, it was a little tacky still. Wow. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I'm driving down to, to Boston to go to my skate night and my phone starts blowing up and I look down. Jeffrey had sent me all these pictures of Samantha covered in red. I had like do a double take. Like what is going on? Like looking at it, I was like, what is going on? And you know, your immediate thoughts um, are, I, I mean, I guess political, right. Like, or, or historical. Narrative. Right. Like, well, it, we've seen given what we've seen in the last like 10 years or so, especially with yeah. this, the conversations surrounding historical statues, definitely your first thought would be and along those lines, especially since it was red and the time of year. So it was just before the anniversary of the execution of Bridget Bishop, who was accused of being a witch and uh, who who was often said right or wrong uh, that she wore these red bodices. Uh, So all of that, like the time and the color fits this narrative. And I think some of us also looked at it. It tends to be, uh, it was very similar to what PETA would do. You know, you throw, you throw fake blood on someone that's wearing fur. So oftentimes, you know, you just throw red on something. Yeah. Um, we also couldn't help but ponder, you know, maybe this was related to the commercialization of Salem. 
Uh, so is this person angry about how the city has transformed into the witch city? Has this statue of Samantha, a very modern day famous TV yeah. witch in the center of the city? Did they, were they angered by that? Go up and just completely cover her. And I saw it. So it, it started out just on those new sites and then local businesses. Were, I mean, we, we shared pictures of it, but mm-hmm. very quickly, you know, the businesses downtown, some of the people with larger platforms are sharing it. Uh, and all of a sudden then I'm seeing it like on my Facebook from people who don't even live in Salem, like that night. And I'm like, you live in like Georgia and like Texas. And they're like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Not like sent to me, mm-hmm. like just they're reposting these things that now everyone has picked up. And so it became a very big story very quickly. Which I can understand why. I mean, it's, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not exciting, but it's shocking. Yeah. It's an iconic statue in an iconic city at a very significant time. And it was just bright red middle of the day. And then it turns out very quickly uh, that it was none of these things. Nope. Um, I guess the police caught the, the gentleman who had done it. I think by the time I got to the statue, he'd already been caught uh, unbeknownst to me. Um, but I guess it was just a, a, a homeless person who had gotten their hands on some red sp- bought. I, I, I'm not actually yeah, sure of the details. This is all speculation, but from what we have heard, it was a gentleman that had fallen on hard times. Uh, and some even said like he was looking to get arrested, which I kind of believe because he did it at four fifty yeah, or so like afternoon. five o'clock in in the evening. I mean, the whole that area has several restaurants with outdoor seating, like people smelled not not to mention the traffic, (laughs) right? It's right there. It's a very busy intersection. So obviously he's going to get caught. Um, and from what I also read, he didn't put up a fight or anything really. So I think he just ran down to the uh, train station, I believe, and, and was caught there. So while initially there's all this speculation of what it could be, um, it turned out to be none of those things. Um, but then at the same time, it turned out just to be uh, this person who probably shouldn't have been in that position anyway and unfortunately felt the need to then and go and, and vandalize something, which is a, a discussion in amongst itself. Yeah, I I will say a lot of people had something to say about yes. this, um, uh, <laughs> as of course, you know, anything Anything like this happens, the, people uh, are going to voice their opinions. The, the, uh, the comment section. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was happy to see that it it was sparking debate over just like, what's the point, right? Like, are we really this upset about a statue being vandalized when we should really be talking about the homeless population in Salem, getting them the support that they need? Yeah, there's things we tend to become numb to. And this was not something we were numb to, as, as we could see the, the reaction for that. Indeed. And then, on top of that, the city uh, cleaned it very quickly. So, <coughs> good good job yeah. on, on the speed at which you uh, cleaned up the problem. However, the technique and method used, if you saw our video on the Instagram, at Sale on the Podcast, if you haven't gone, check that out. Uh, yeah, it, it was like a- It was a little rough. Sand, it wasn't sandblasting. I, I think it was a just a mineral something, uh, but it destroyed 
uh, the protective covering over the Samantha statue and still didn't get all the paint off. She's slowly getting worse day by day. Yeah. But the city has announced that it's working diligently to on, on restoration. Yep, to get yeah. her restored as soon as possible. So they are working on that, but for right now, apologies. <laughs> She's uh, not looking as pretty as she normally nope. does. It's initially like like that night, uh, she was kind of shiny. Uh-huh. Right? Like a little sparkly. And I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool, right? And then, like, two days later, it rained a little bit, and now there's, like, some green patina, like, running down her face, and you're like, oh. oh. If you felt her, too, she's so yeah. coarse. Yeah. She is so coarse. Like, you can feel that they, they destroyed that that whole covering, so. Moisturize me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's it. That's all I could think of I when it. I touched it. <laughs> oh, moisturize me. I love it. Thank you. For, I was going to say, for those who don't know, which, why would you know, uh, Jeff introduced me to uh doctor who so yeah that's my first little (laughs) doctor who reference reference. but that wasn't the only thing that happened here in salem yeah it's been an interesting week a very interesting week just a couple days ago the satanic temple was targeted as well now that i will say we can pretty much say is politically motivated yeah uh Probably uh, religious extremism. Yes, uh, and, and to be more specific, a, a vi- violent, direct, targeted hate attack against the Satanic Temple. So it was all caught on camera. You can actually go watch the videos mm-hmm. if you want. On Friday night, a guy approached the porch of the Satanic Temple right on Bridge Street. He was wearing a T-shirt that said, in all caps, "God" on it. And then he proceeded to dump an accelerant on the porch and set it on fire. Yeah. Um, I'm sure what he didn't know was that the Satanic Temple is actually used as an Airbnb and and there were people inside. I believe there are also people who stay and live there. I didn't Uh, know that. I am not 100% sure on that. I'm not sure if it's some of their uh, members or employees. I'm not 100% sure on how that worked, but I, I do know that it is an Airbnb as well. Um, and there are people who were staying there. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe he thought the building was empty. Uh, or maybe he just didn't care. Maybe he just didn't care. I'll be honest. I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm honestly surprised that this kind of stuff doesn't happen to them more often just because of, you know, like they, they the, wor- a, the way the world is, I'm surprised this kind of stuff doesn't happen to Salem more often. Yeah. And the Satanic Temple uh, is known to be somewhat divisive mm-hmm. uh, only because they stand as a religious institution in on as equal footing as, as anyone else. Uh, a lot of times we see in the news of the Satanic Temple, um, well, because you're allowed to put the Ten Commandments Somewhere they're allowed to put their bathmat statue somewhere um, on these public places, and and it's uh, these equal rights between these religious organizations that's important for all faiths, mm-hmm. um, and no one's no one person's faith is better or or more important or should hold more weight than, than anyone else's. And if you don't really know much about modern Satanism, um, and if your perception is maybe they're just doing like devil worship in there, that's not really the case. No. Um, and I would suggest, you know, looking into some of their resources yeah. to better. They have know. some great uh, resources online. Just go on their website, read what they're all about, mm-hmm. um, and and figure out uh, how much of a positive influence they are on on the community. 
We're happy to report that no one was hurt and the damage was minimal. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that they were closed down yeah. today because of it, but hopefully, days. hopefully they will be able to resume their normal activities soon. And and that gentleman was uh, promptly arrested for, for that as well uh, and, and charged with uh, several crimes, um, I believe uh, arson and as well as a hate crime uh, as, as well. Good. Yeah. Don't, don't a hundred percent quote me on that. I believe that's what I read on, on, on their uh, Instagram page. Yeah. It's kind of when you walk up with a God shirt on, it's kind yeah. of obvious your intentions there. Yeah. And uh, we, we deal with these sorts of people uh, in, in, in Salem a lot. Uh, these, but nothing, nothing like this. We, the, the street preachers who stand out there and yeah, usually it doesn't turn violent or yeah, destructive in any yeah. way. And, and they have a right to stand out there and preach their construct of, of, of belief um, I always tried to to ignore them. Uh, I, I think paying attention to them gives them the attention they want. And, you know, just let them scream into the abyss. Mm-hmm. My boss, Jeff, was actually telling me about a time where uh, mega horns, is that the megaphones, right? Megaphones, Megaphones, yeah. 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 They were banned from downtown for a while because of one of those street preachers was, I mean, of course, all of them use them. But one of them was yelling through a megaphone right at a child, and it created this. It created this huge thing, and they banned the megaphones. And yeah, it was just don't. It gets you wild know, down there. I I always I don't try to engage them. Uh, like I said, ignore them. But I'm always wondering, what do you do? Like, do you think coming to Salem is is the best use of your time? Maybe go donate money or volunteer at a food shelter or a homeless shelter, you know, cook, cook meals for people, uh, help people who are in need mm-hmm. go, you know, help how there's thousands of resources out there where you can literally go and dedicate your time and, and spend your days making people's lives better. There are better ways to do it than screaming at children or burning down a building. Just Agreed. My, just, Agreed. Just my opinion. Now, one nice thing that we did attend this week, and we thought it would be appropriate to mention, given where this episode, this bonus episode is going to fall between Bridget Bishop, part one and part two, Jeffrey and I had the opportunity to attend a ceremony for her for the 330th. Okay. I found this on the web for a ceremony for her. Check it out. Why is it recognizing my voice? I don't know. What did you say that even prompted it? Just close. Bridget this. is here with us. That's weird. So Jeffrey and I had the opportunity to attend a ceremony at the Salem Witch Trials Memorial on the morning of June 10th. It was for the 330th anniversary of Bridget Bishop's wrongful execution. It was nice. It was very beautiful. Right? Yeah, I guess beautiful would be a... I'm not sure if nice is the right term. It was, but it's a somber occasion, so how do you... Oh, very well put together. Mm -hmm. uh, Very well done. I teared up a little bit, especially towards the end. So her uh, execution warrant, they read by her stone, uh, and that was somber. And then we went into a discussion of her. And her life. 
And then after leaving a tribute at her stone, the hosts and shout out to Jennifer Emerson, um, who led the memorial service. She walked around to each stone, said the names of the victims, and then they were each given an offering. That was, that was neat. It was. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I oftentimes get questions from tour participants when we reach the Salem Witch Trials Memorial, who leaves all the flowers, like who leaves yeah, everything on like the stones. Yeah, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyone right. can. I usually get to tell them, you know, yeah. anyone who's coming to visit to pay tribute, you have to remember these people are never given a proper burial. Many of them don't have headstones unless perhaps a family put one up after the fact. But this tour, I actually had something different to tell them because like we got to we leave. Did. Yeah, you're like, oh, that was me this morning. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, they invited us to then yeah. grab a flower and place it on the stones yeah. around us. And then you, you sent me a... Another picture of an offering. (laughs) Did I send you that picture? Yes. Yes. So when I went back that night, of course, it is technically the the date of Bridget's execution. So I didn't think too, too much of this. I didn't think there was any ill will behind it, but someone had put a like cinnamon bun. Like a fully cooked. Like. I think honestly, I think it was just like a hostess like out a of the package okay. thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think it was a homemade cinnamon roll. <laughs> but I mean, that's. But they put that on her memorial stone next to the flowers, next to the the apple piece that we had left earlier that day, and you know, it was covered in ants, and it was kind of disgusting. But like, feed, I genuinely feed the squirrels. I don't know. Yeah, I genuinely think it was left there with all good intention. I mean. Like we could look at it from like a few ways. Like someone went out and bought that and spent money on that. And, and that was their offering. Why a cinnamon? Maybe it's their favorite food. Hey, Bridget Bishop would have never come close to eating something like a cinnamon <laughs> bun. Uh, so maybe there's there's that. Uh, but either way, I think that's one of the more strange things I've seen. I yes. mean, I didn't, you the, the picture you showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. I was sitting there, I was like, what? What on earth? And then last night, I actually, when I was rounding to Giles Corey's stone, there was a little empty shooter bottle of Jack Daniels. I call it a shooter bottle and you're looking at me like, what's that? Um, I was going to, now we have to make, now we have to have this conversation with all our listeners. In, In Massachusetts, they call the little liquor bottles nips. Yeah. N-I-P-S. Yeah. And I was going to call it that, but I knew that they w- probably wouldn't know what I was talking about. It just did the opposite, and you didn't know what I was talking about. But yes, it was a little alcohol bottle. They call them nips out here. Um, they're from where I come from. They're called shooters. Well, when, when when if we ever end up in Michigan, I'll call it that. Okay. Yeah. People will be very confused <laughs> if you try to go up to a counter and say, can I get some nips? I, I feel like the people who work in the store probably know what that is. I don't know. But anywho, there was a, a little small empty bottle of Jack Daniels left on Giles Corey stone. It's weird. Yeah, you think it'd be full no. if you're leaving it the offering. Like they could have dumped it out. Oh, and buy the stone. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. Why Jack Daniels? Or some type of some type of liquor. Yeah, I didn't no, look no, too no. closely, but 
But again, who knows? It could have been that person's favorite. Maybe they're a descendant. Uh, any any number of things uh, we find on these stones: uh, pebbles, coins, markers uh, of of all different varieties. Mm-hmm. But that was that was a a very touching morning that we had. So that was quite nice. And I believe they're looking to make it a tradition. This was the second year they did it, and hopefully, it will continue on every June tenth. Um, from here on out. Yeah, and I, I didn't know. We were standing there and you asked me, like, how long has this been going on? I was like, I, I don't know, years. I only learned about it last year, which coincidentally, <laughs> as we learned. So you have officially been to every single yes, one. Yes, I have. Uh, but now the more you know. So if you're in town on that date and you're looking for something to do in the morning, uh, a quiet, somber uh, half an hour of your day. So thank you again to Creative Collective and Jennifer Emerson for putting on that experience. We appreciate you. And uh, I think that's just about all we've got for some uh, more in-depth Salem news. Uh, Like I said, this was not sort of our design or intention, uh, but given what happened, we thought it would be uh, appropriate to address that um, outside of a normal episode. And maybe this will cure some of your Monday blues for those who are listening the day it drops. Yeah. But that's all we got for now. Indeed. So this week, our regularly scheduled program is... Bridget Bishop, part two. There we go. So we'll round out her narrative. Until then... Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a review, tell three of your friends, or four, or five, all, make, sit or them ten. down. Or ten. Sit yeah. them down and be like, hey. We're going to make. We're gonna go for a trip in the car that's going to last approximately 57 minutes. And then listen force to this upon them. <laughs> You will listen to Salem, the podcast. And you will like it. They'll like it. They love us. Most people do. Thank you. Thanks again for any reviews or ratings uh, you've already left us. We appreciate it. We love hearing from our listeners. It's been really exciting. Yeah. So, And did you see we charted? We I charted. Did. I did. I saw. Y'all, that's you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate that. We're charting in Canada currently. Yeah. And I'm I couldn't excited. figure out why. And then Jeffrey's like, it's because they found out one of their hosts yeah, is Canadian. They found out I was born in Canada. And, and, you know, like good proper Canadians, they're all like, oh, got to go listen to that. And then I'm like, okay, let's, how can we use your three citizenships to our advantage here? Well, now I have to get everyone in England. You know who you are. Make everyone else listen. I know some of you listen every week. But thank you again. And as always, if you're looking for a little bit more extra content, you can follow us on the socials. We are at Salem the Podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us, hello at Salem the Podcast. And of course, if you come to Salem, we'd love to see you on our tours. Uh, Links to both those companies are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. See you later.